Hi, and welcome to Living Life. I'm so glad that you can join us as we study God's Word together. Now, ever since I was younger, I really enjoyed going to the zoo. And there was a fascination that I had about seeing different animals, uh, especially the exotic ones where I only would be able to see it on TV. And it was great to see, see them in real life. And I remember when we would pass by the exhibits where they would have uh, the lions or the tigers or the bears. And I would just stand there uh, watching them. And now that I look back, uh, it's scary to think that there is only this thick glass or this cage that separates um, us between them and us. And no one in their right mind would want to jump in and try to pet these tigers or lions because we know how powerful and how ferocious they can be. And here in the book of Job, uh, we see God speaking to his servant and reminding him through illustration of this animal, this creature, just of how powerful God is. And I think this is a, a good reminder for us to imagine, to picture, and to keep in mind uh, our God and who he is and that we need to put him in the right place and not be so overwhelmed by ourselves and by our circumstances. Job chapter 41 verses 1 through 34. Can you pull in Leviathan with a fish hook or tie down its tongue with a robe? Can you put a cord through its nose or pierce its jaw with a hook? Will it keep begging you for mercy? Will it speak to you with gentle words? Will it make an agreement with you for you to take it as your slave for life? Can you make a pet of it like a bird or put it on a leash for the young women in your house? Will traders barter for it? Will they divide it up among the merchants? Can you fill its hide with harpoons or its head with fishing spears? If you lay a hand on it, you will remember the struggle and never do it again. Any hope of subduing it is false. The mere sight of it is overpowering. No one is fierce enough to rose it. Who then is able to stand against me? Who has a claim against me that I must pay? Everything under heaven belongs to me. I will not fail to speak of Leviathan's limbs, its strength, and its graceful form. Who can strip off its outer coat? Who can penetrate its double coat of armor? Who dares open the door of its mouth, ringed about with fearsome teeth? Its back has rows of shields tightly sealed together. Each is so close to the next that no air can pass between. They are joined fast to one another. They cling together and cannot be parted. Its snorting throws out flashes of light. Its eyes are like the rays of dawn. Flames stream from its mouth. Sparks of fire shoot out. Smoke pours from its nostrils as from a boiling pot over burning reeds. Its breath sets coals ablaze, and flames dart from its mouth. Strength resides in its neck, dismay goes before it. The folds of its flesh are tightly joined, they are firm and immovable. Its chest is hard as rock, 
hard as a lower millstone. When it rises up, the mighty are terrified. They retreat before its thrashing. The sword that reaches it has no effect, nor does the spear or the dart or the javelin. Iron it treats like straw, and bronze like rotten wood. Arrows do not make it flee. Sling stones are like chaff to it. A club seems to it, but a piece of straw. It laughs at the rattling of the lance. Its undersides are jagged potsherds, leaving a trail in the mud like a threshing sledge. It makes the depth churn like a boiling cauldron, and stirs up the sea like a pot of ointment. It leaves a glistening wake behind it. One would think the deep had white hair. Nothing on earth is its equal. A creature without fear. It looks down on all that are haughty. It is king over all that are proud. As we find ourselves in the second to last chapter in the book of Job, here God speaks and He tells Job and gives him an important lesson. And what I believe that he's trying to tell him, his servant, is that man is powerless before the Lord. And here the writer introduces this creature named Leviathan. And we're not quite sure if this is a mythical creature or if it is indeed real. But regardless, uh, if the one that God is, that God is speaking, uh, that God must have been the one who knows and is in control of this animal. And this creature is mentioned in other books um, as well. We find it uh, in the Bible, in the book of Psalm, and, and also in Isaiah. Uh, and so what we do know about this creature is that it is to be feared. And we know that a lot of the people who uh, were on sea, for instance, uh, sailors and fishermen, they would often talk about how they've seen uh, this creature and how scary it was and how lucky they were to be alive even though they encountered this uh, Leviathan um, out uh, in the sea. And uh, what he talks about is how um, they were trying to capture this, this creature. And just by using normal, everyday material. Uh, for instance, he talks about trying to capture it with a, a rope or a cord or with a hook. But if we try to reel in this creature by regular, uh, regular fishing methods, it's impossible. It's not going to be able to, it's not feasible because of the magnitude of how big this animal creature is. And so, the end of the line, end of the day, he's saying that this is not possible. And so all this is to show Job that how powerless uh, he is against this creature. Uh, so there's nothing that we can do against uh, this mighty monster that if he were to encounter him uh, at sea. And the reason why God brings this up and why he talks about this is to use this analogy to get to the point to the man that there, he is nothing compared to the Lord Almighty. Uh, that um, God is up here and man is down here. Uh, and so this is to help Job to understand uh, his place before God. And that we don't have the physical or spiritual strength get, that God possesses. And, and so that's what he's trying to do by putting Job in this place. And with all the things, the questions that Job has, they are put to rest when he comes to realization 
uh, of just how mighty and powerful our God really is. And so in, in this distress, we've seen over and over again a Job who questioned God in terms of wondering why all these things were happening to him. He wanted an answer. He wanted to know why these things that he had to endure through these difficulties. Uh, he lost his family members, all his wealth, all his fortune were all taken away in an instant, instant in just a blink of an eye. And here God comes in and reminds Job that uh, through all this, that his power shows that he is still in control. Uh, this is an important reminder for all of us that you know when we go through hardships, that we need to make sure that our eyes uh, and our minds are captivated by who God is and how he is still in control of us and of our lives as well. And when we pour out our, our spirit to God, we have to remember that our scope of time and space is limited compared to the Lord. So we don't have the capability to see beyond like God does because He knows all things. And for us, we are just human and we only know a glimpse of what we are going through and what we have right now. So therefore, we need, we need to recognize who God is and we should be humbled and put in our place when we realize this. And then as this text goes on, it talks about the Lord's victory. And all this being said, uh, God is celebrating His moral triumph over the forces of evil. I believe that this Leviathan creature is brought into the picture uh, for Job to consider this beast and that it is uh, incomparable uh, in is an example of, of Satan and his power. So God allowed Job to consider this fact so that uh, he would not be able to stand uh, before Satan if it were not for God. That because God was on his side, that he's able to overcome uh, this feat of hardships and difficulties that came his way. And so Job, who thought that he was all alone throughout this entire ordeal, uh, but he realizes in the end that God has been with him, that God has helped him and stood by him um, every step of the way. And so at the end of the day, Satan is proved wrong through Job. Uh, and But Job does not know what has been happening and what took place uh, between this dialogue between God and Satan. And so the author and the reader, we, see the, gets, we get to see the entire picture, but Job does not. And so God allowed the accuser to touch Job uh, as a part of the plan to humiliate Satan. And so that's an encouragement for us to know that God is also for us and He is also with us every step of the way. And so for us today, as Christians and as followers of Jesus, you know, how does this apply and benefit us as we walk with Him? And I believe that an important factor is that we have the Holy Spirit with us that Job did not have at that time. That we have the Spirit that lives inside of us, that is growing, uh, that encourages us and walks with us and reminds us and convicts us of our sins, but also that we can delight and have joy in God 
through His Word and through fellowship and worship uh, with other believers. So let us take heart with that. Uh, let us you know, consider how the Holy Spirit gives us victory uh, over the hard things, over the things that we may be blinded to. And I, I hope and pray that for you out there as uh, listeners, as you are uh, you know, struggling or grappling with uh, different issues in your life, uh, take heart in knowing that the Holy Spirit that Jesus promised to us is with us and will never leave us. Uh, let us pray and give God glory and thanks. Uh, Father, we thank you, Lord, for your word. Thank you for your spirit uh, that strengthens us, us and gives us hope and that we can keep our sights on you. Help us not to lose that perspective, uh, but God, help us to live, uh, to grow, and to realize um, how you are with us. Thank you, God, for all that you do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.이프로그램은청취자여러분의소중한후원으로제작됩니다세상에는수많은교회들이있지만더깊이있는말씀강해를찾기위해크기로만교회를선정하지않습니다 보다 좋은 영적 콘텐츠를 더 많이 나누기 위해 방송비를 받지 않습니다. 1년 365일 복음만 전하고 싶어서 우리는 광고를 하지 않습니다. 온누리의 복음을 땅끝까지 CGN TV와 함께 땅끝 성교사가 되주세요